0: Tall, short, skinny, fat, Gigi Giselle, Miranda Chanel, you gotta get back. You gotta get back on that model's diet. That model's diet. That model's diet. Hey, it's your girl, Nina Daniels, and this is Model's Diet. Every week I'll help you elevate your lifestyle in your diet, home, fashion, and everything in between. Let's get at it. Now it's time for It's All Here, where I share advice on how to elevate your lifestyle. This week, we are going to talk about moving into your partner's space. Have you guys ever lived with a partner? For me, is a it is a resounding yes. And the last time I live with someone is Right now, because I just moved in with my partner, the icon. And I'm gonna to refer to my man as the icon because he has no interest on in being involved with social media in any facet whatsoever. And you have to ask yourself, I'm gonna ask you guys, when is it a good time to move in with your partner? Is there ever a good time to move in with your partner? And I really had to ask myself when I first moved in with icon. Because when I got there, I drive a Mini Cooper because I lived in California and I moved from California to New York to the DMV. So I had this little car and all this stuff packed in my vehicle. And the very first thing that I unpacked when I got to his place was of course, Jerry, my cello, because Jerry is super fragile and I had to make sure that he was settled in his space before I started unpacking all the rest of my stuff. And the unpacking part, that was easy. Taking out your clothes, your toiletries, all that stuff was fine. But I have to tell you, the conflict that we had, and I don't know about you guys, but the conflict that we had was really how to make room for my stuff. See, it's really different if you are moving in with, into a space with you and your partner, a space that you guys both chose together. It, and it's a new space for both of you at the same time. This was not the case for the Icon and I. I was moving into his home that he owned that he already had established. And I have to tell you, this man had stuff in every single closet, in every single empty space. There was stuff all over this townhouse. And I'm sitting here thinking, where is my stuff going to fit? And he gave, he was gracious enough to give me one little closet next to his enormous, also I I should say he is 6'4", he's very tall. So his clothes are really huge and they do take up a lot of space, so I can't say that he didn't need some of that space, but he also has at least over, I want to say about 150 pair of sneakers alone. So you can imagine trying to move in and trying to consolidate and make space for someone when you have that much stuff is can be a little challenging. But I'm happy to say that the clothing and the closet space, that was easy for us. That was not our challenge. Our challenge, believe it or not, came with making room in the kitchen. Can you believe it? The kitchen was the biggest conflict when I moved in with him. And I'm thinking, I'm a woman, I'm moving into his home, and his kitchen looked like a typical man's kitchen. And I'm sorry, men out there who are organized and really neat, I apologize. So I should say, any partner that you have who is a train wreck, this man had papers... (laughs) inside the drawers of his kitchen cabinets. Who puts your tax returns and documents in the kitchen cabinets? I've never seen that before in my life. So clearly I had a project ahead of me. And this kitchen just wasn't equipped. There was no space for any of my kitchen stuff. And I know you guys are getting to know me and know who I am, but I am... Uh, I have so many gadgets for the kitchen and I do a lot of blending, dicing, slicing, cutting, cooking. I love to cook. I love to make smoothies. I love to do things from scratch. So I really had to find a way to make room for my Vitamix, which of course you guys will probably hear me say over and over again, how much I actually love the Vitamix. It is my favorite. If my house was burning down, I would grab the Vitamix first and then Jerry... And then myself, that's how serious the Vitamix is for me. So I'm thinking this kitchen is horrid and he's going to be happy that he has someone who is highly organized. And it's my secret passion is, is home organization. And I love organizing Spaces and people's things. So for me, it was like, oh, he's going to be so excited that I have this skill and this talent that I could bring to our new home. Let me tell you, it, it was a journey. Let's put it that way. And I first told him I needed space. What he said to me, and I asked him, I said, hey, how much space can I have? What can I do with the kitchen? And he said to me, make yourself at home. Whatever you need, just find a way and make a space. So that's exactly what I did. Now if anybody has ever seen like home edit or one of those home organization shows like Marie Kondo's show you know that when you are a true organizer you are going to rearrange everything in that kitchen and when i say everything i mean everything and and these are some things that i'm going to tell you guys are tips and tricks when you are going to move into a new kitchen or an established kitchen. And if it's new, you don't have to worry about it because you can start this way. But if you have an established kitchen that's a train wreck and needs some work, I'm going to tell you the first thing you have to do is take everything out of the shelves and everything. Forks, knives, wine glasses, cups, plates, spices. You take it all out of every cabinet. Every cabinet should be empty. Every closet, the pantry, every single space to be empty in that kitchen before you start organizing Now once you clean all that stuff out of the kitchen what I did was I wound up wiping down all of the, the cabinets because some people are really messy now I know most of us probably wipe off our ketchup and our jelly jars before we put them back but we all know children, partners, They don't necessarily always do that thing. And a really great tip is to make sure you wipe out, wipe down all the cabinets and then put down liner is essential because it will preserve your cabinets. And you really want to do that, especially if you have children or sloppy people in your home who don't want to wipe off their stuff before putting it back in the cabinets. And now I have to tell you, when I took all this stuff out and everything, Icon came home and There was stuff on the floor of the kitchen, of the living room, and of the dining area. He walked in, and his face looked like he had seen a ghost. (laughs) He saw all this stuff, but he was really polite. He said, wow, there's a lot going on here. And I said, yeah, I'm just organizing the kitchen. And he said, okay, cool. No problem. Now, I don't have a whole team of five, ten people like on some of these TV shows to help me go to the store, organize and throw stuff out. I'm a one person show here. So day two, Icon comes back. Stuff is still in his mind. Stuff is still all over the place. Now, I had made some progress, but To him, and I can see from someone who does not do this kind of stuff, it was probably still startling. So he comes home the next night and he's, Wow, you're not done yet? When is this project going to end? I say, Organizing takes a lot of time and a lot of energy, and I have to rearrange everything because not only do you take everything out of the cabinets, guys, you have to then organize them with like items. Like I said to you before, so all the cups have to be in one place. All of the utensils have to be in one place. All of the flour and baking goods have to be in one place. And you have to put all of this stuff in groups so that when you need to go and buy stuff to organize, you know exactly how much you have of each thing. So for me, when I'm organizing, once I see how many different groups I have, then you can go to stores like the container store. The container store obviously is a number one store probably for organizing. But if you're on a tight budget and if you have time, I would definitely say go hit up TJ Maxx, Home Goods, Marshalls or some of, one of those type of stores because they tend to have a lot of the stuff that the container store has at much cheaper rates. But if you don't have time or you don't have the patience, just hit up the container store. Now me, I go to all of these stores. I hit them all up. And I would say definitely use plastic or clear bins. So that's what I did. I went to the TJ Maxx, got a bunch of clear bins because it's not a huge pantry that we have there. It's a townhouse. So it's a pretty tight pantry. And clear bins make it really easy. It's really expensive because you don't need to have a label maker. You don't need to put any type of um none of that extra expensive stuff. All you cause you can see everything. So you know what you have in each bin. So I went and got some bins from TJ Maxx. And I have to say, this is not going to be like a one time trip to the store where oh you're going to go there, you're going to get everything you need and then you're going to be done. No, sometimes it's like trial and error. You will figure out oh this bin size fits everything. This bin size works in this space. This bin doesn't work at all. And then you'll go back and forth and then you'll eventually buy all of the stuff that you need. But you won't know what actually fits until you actually go and buy it. And I will say, yes, I did do measurements before I went to the store. But even in doing measurements, you're not sure exactly how these bins are going to fit into the cabinets. So I would definitely say I would say my top things to remember when organizing a pantry or a kitchen. Make sure you take measurements of each of the drawers. Make sure you take measurements of the pantry shelves and be prepared to do some back and forth travel to and from these stores because you are going to need to. I am now on day three. I have organized everything in their proper with like items in their proper, you know, spaces. They are now prepared to move into the kitchen shelves. I now have all of my organizational tools. And now I am ready to go and move everything into each part of the kitchen. Icon comes home, sees that there's still stuff all over the place. And he has a meltdown. This is something I was not prepared for. He literally just lost it. He's like, why is this stuff still on my floor? I don't work hard all day to come home to see all this stuff. And I had to remind him, hey, you know what? I'm working too all day. So I have to do all of this around my own work schedule. And I'm not going to lie. I was feeling a bit insulted and my feelings were a bit hurt because I'm thinking I'm doing him a service. I am bringing an added benefit to the home. And to see, I felt like he was being really ungrateful. And that was really shocking for me because I'm known to be a great organizer and I take pride in that. And for your partner to not see that as a skill or an asset is a bit jarring. And it threw me off a bit. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It was definitely like, wait, you don't really you're not acknowledging my greatness in home organizing. He's hell no. <laughs> All I want is this shit off of my floor so that I can go on with my daily life and go to work and come home to a peaceful space. So I will say... If you are moving into your partner's home, and this may be an issue even moving in into a new home with someone, but I feel you feel like it's more of an issue when you're moving into someone's established space, you really have to ask some key questions when you are moving their stuff. Even though they are telling you, you have the green light, I would proceed with caution. What I could have said, and and I thought I did ask some qualifying questions, like, for example, you have the spices on the highest shelf in the kitchen. You are six four. I am five seven. I cannot reach that. I need to bring those spices down so that I can actually reach them and put stuff that we barely use way up on the top shelves. No problem. All right, you have medicine and stuff on these shelves. Where do you want me to put this stuff? And I asked him, is there anything that you want to stay or put in a particular place? He told me. So I'm thinking, I did ask you all of these questions. So... I was a bit confused still why he was so upset and why he was, he was like surprised that I organized. And he literally told me, you organize too much. Who is that even such a thing? How can you be an over organizer? But apparently you can. So we got into a bit of a, we don't really argue, but I would say a passionate conversation And I tried to explain to him that I am moving as quickly as I can. I am still working and it will be wonderful when it's done. So I wound up putting everything in its proper space. Make sure that you get some type of organizational tool for your junk drawer. Everybody has a a junk drawer where you put like batteries and clips and rubber bands make sure you have some kind of organization for that because it's a junk drawer it is going to obviously be junky but the more organized you can keep that stuff the better and make sure you have some type of organization tool for your utensils that's really key as well and spices now in the townhouse we didn't ha- we don't have the space for the spices to be in a drawer but I would say the best place to put your spices is in a drawer where you can you know see all the labels. All you have to do is pull it out, look down, and you know exactly what you want. Because when it's in the cabinet, now you have to move stuff around, figure out is the black pepper behind the white pepper. And then no one puts spices back where they're supposed to go. Because I, I'm when I say I'm, high, I'm highly organized, I will put all the peppers in one row, all the salts in one row, all the herbs in one row. And of course, somebody coming behind you cooking, they're not doing all that. They're just going to put that thing back up there because they want to move on with making their dish. So you'll go in there and you're like, I I don't know where the apple cider vinegar went. So you're just moving things all over the place. I think that organizing, putting spices in a cabinet, for me, I would say, at least, it's a bit challenging. You guys can tell me, what about you? Where do you keep your spices? Is it challenging for you to have them in a cabinet or do you have your spices in a drawer as well? Or do you have even the space for that? You know, I want to know, let me know, leave some comments about it. You gotta get back on that model's diet, that model's diet, that model's diet. Okay, I organized everything. I think the kitchen looks spectacular. I have taken all his tax papers out of the kitchen. I have cleaned off all of the cabinets and I have to say, I took alcohol, one of these little pull out, you know, those pull out drawers. I pulled it out and there was nothing but Ciroc and Hennessy. He doesn't drink tequila, Uh, but there was nothing but alcohol in this little drawer. And here's a really great tip. Really utilize every single space that you have. I measured this little drawer and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to put in here because it was so narrow. You couldn't put pots in there. It was super narrow. And and actually, alcohol wasn't really a bad space for that because there wasn't much you could do with it. But I was at TJ Maxx and I saw that there was a piece to some type of like dish, what do you call those, where you where you keep a, a drying rack. There There's a drying rack that had two separate pieces. But I realized one of the pieces was the same exact size as that little space, that little cabinet. I got so excited. So I took the piece and I have to say, I left the other piece there. And I said to them, I found this little piece by itself. Can I buy this? And they're like, oh, it's just this one piece? And I was like, yeah. Okay. I, I'm confessing that and you know what I did. I don't have to, you know, spell it out. So I bought this little piece for two bucks and all of the lids to the pots and pans fit in size order in this little rack or piece of plastic that I bought, I could not believe it fit that space so well. You guys have to go to my blog um, at and You will be able to see one of the blog posts where I can show you pictures of how, in a video, of how I used that space. I can't tell you how excited I was. I, I even called, I think I even called my producer, Val, I was like, look, let me tell you what I did today. I was so excited. And everybody, else, she even thought, wow, that's genius. That's brilliant. You did a great job. So I'm really feeling myself, right? I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I can't believe I discovered a way to utilize this space in the best way. I show the icon all the things I've done with this kitchen, how marvelous it looks. And I pull this drawer out with such pride and he looks at me like, when I say there was no type of excitement for what I have done, there was none, zero, nilch, nada, zen zen, uh, nothing. So I was really upset by the fact that I felt like he was not welcoming with me or, or grateful for, he was not grateful that I, I organized his kitchen in this man. I'm like, people pay big bucks. You know how much Marie Kondo makes in the home edit? These people, they get paid a lot of money to do this and you have your own Marie Kondo home edit right in your space and you don't even realize it. He did not care. For months, all he did was complain I can't find this. I don't know where this is. I don't know what this is. Where'd you put this? And he was really frustrated. So I think the takeaway that you should, I think the takeaway for this is just because you think something is great, just because you think that you're bettering someone else's life may not be the case for them. Because for him, he had, he lived with organized chaos. He knew where his stuff was. He knew how to access it. He had no problem with stuff being all over the place and having paperwork underneath the sink. He was okay with that. So don't assume that something that works for you is going to work for your partner, because that may not be the case. And that was not the case for us. Yeah, We got over it and we moved on. And we're still together, we're still happy. I wanna know from you guys have you moved in with anyone? What was your experience like? Did it work out well? Did it not? You gotta get back on that model's diet. That model's diet. That model's diet. Moving on, it's time for Model's Diet, where I break down some of the most unique and hottest diets trending right now. And today, I'm going to break down TB12. That's right, Tom Brady's diet. For those of you who have been living under a rock and don't know, you have to know who Tom Brady is. But if you don't, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Tom Brady is a 43-year-old, seven-time Super Bowl champion, married to supermodel Gisele Bündchen, and they have three, did I say three, perfect children. And... TB12 is a diet that Tom Brady created for his longevity and greatness in football. So what is TB12? The Tom Brady diet blends the principles of the alkaline, Mediterranean, and anti-inflammatory diets and emphasizes organic, locally grown, seasonal, and minimally processed foods. So I did a Google search to find out, okay, what the hell does all that mean? What does Tom actually eat? Because all that other stuff sounds great. So what does this routine look like? In the morning, Tom wakes up and he has 20 ounces of water with electrolytes. He snacks on fruit smoothies and protein shakes. Lunch is fish and vegetables, afternoon snack, fruit, protein bars, and protein shakes. Believe it or not, he consumes up to almost four scoops of protein a day. Also, his entire family eats like this. So it's not just him. Everybody's in training camp at the Brady House. And also he eats like this on vacation. And for dinner, he eats more vegetables and soup broth. According to Men's Health, an example of what Tom may eat in a day, um, he favors a berry and banana smoothie. Let me reiterate that. He eats berry and banana smoothies pre-workout, avocado and eggs for breakfast, Salads with nuts and fish for lunch, hummus, guacamole, or mixed nuts for snacks, and roasted vegetables and chicken for dinner. And that seems pretty normal, right? I don't know. That's so extreme. But what do you guys think? Do you think it's super extreme? I feel like this is what many of us strive for in terms of eating a pretty decent diet. And according to Men's Health, his they took a a, a tour of his refrigerator, and Brady's fridge was filled with things like fruits, like grapes, blueberries, apples, pears, bananas, and veggies like cucumbers, kale, and spinach. I don't know. This sounds like a really decent diet. And they also asked Tom, you know, what's his philosophy? and Why does he eat like this? He says, the regimen I follow is a mix of Eastern and Western philosophies. Some of these principles have been around for thousands of years, My nutritional regimen may seem restrictive to some people, but to me feels but to me, it feels unnatural to eat any other way. Many people have conditioned their bodies to a nutritional regimen made up of lots of white or pale looking foods, french fries, potato chips, white bread, chicken nuggets that don't exist in nature. And he is so right. Do you realize that when you go on a diet, don't you notice that people will hate, haters will hate when you are dieting. They were like, they always say, is that safe? Is that okay? Are you going to be okay? But nobody says anything if you put three quarter pound is down your throat in one session, no one questions if you eat at Popeye's or if you eat in and out burger 12 times a week. No one questions that. But and it's so weird that we don't question when someone sits down and eats an entire bag of potato chips in one sitting. No one will sit there and be like, dang man, you ate way too many potato chips. But the minute we see someone restricting or cutting back, we have so much concern over their diets. And and to me, that's crazy. Even as an African-American, you you don't question when we're eating fried chicken, mac and cheese, all these great Southern foods. They're great for the holidays, but there are people who eat this every single day and you cannot eat that every day. And no one will question that kind of stuff though. No one will question when you eat poorly, but they will always, and I, I promise you, go on a diet tomorrow and try it. They will question you and your sanity And whether you're going to they'll treat you like you're going to die if you don't eat, quote unquote, the standard American diet or what is, quote unquote, normal. So I do get this. It's it's a choice where you want to where you want to get your calories from. You gotta get back on that. So also in this interview with Men's Health, he explained that his diet isn't as strict as it seems. Unfamiliar to some, maybe, but definitely not restrictive to the point where he can't have anything. And he does say he does give himself some breathing room. So he's not so strict where he's, you know, crazy. He'll even say he had a friend who freaks out if if this friend is not eating the most organic this or that. And I'm like, that stress is going to harm you way more than eating that chip is, he explained. So it seems like Tom does have some balance with this TB12 diet. And believe it or not, he does have cheat days. He says that if he's craving bacon, he says, I have a piece of bacon. Same with pizza. You should never restrict what you really want. We're humans here for one life, the quarterback told Men's Health. What's changed as I've gotten older is now if I want pizza, I want the best pizza. I don't eat a slice that tastes like shit and then wonder, why am I eating shit pizza? And I agree with that. If I'm going to eat mac and cheese, I'm going to eat real mac and cheese. I'm not eating cauliflower mac and cheese. I'm not eating that. Because if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And Brady's specific cheat food is chocolate, of course. And apparently he's really into this unreal candy. And I will link put a link to that in my blog. You can go check it out. And, And what's really interesting too is he's telling us everything that he eats, but there's a lot of things that Tom does not eat. He avoids alcohol, well, except for when they won the Super Bowl, this last Super Bowl. Remember how he got drunk off that off of that avocado tequila? And he almost threw the Lombardi trophy into the water. But other than that, he avoids alcohol as well as gluten containing bread and pasta, breakfast cereal, corn, dairy, foods that contain GMOs, fructose, corn syrup, trans fat, sugar, artificial sweeteners, soy, fruit juice, grain based foods, jams and jellies, most cooking oils, frozen dinners, salty snacks, sugary snacks, sweetened drinks, white potatoes and prepackaged condiments like ketchup and soy sauce. that's a lot and the list of restrictions and preferences doesn't end there brady's personal chef alan campbell describing the football star's list of very specific food preferences and no-nos to the boston globe in 2016 he also states no white sugar no white flour no msg i'll use raw i'll use raw olive oil but I never cook with olive oil. I only cook with coconut oil. Fats like canola oil turn into trans fat. I use Himalayan pink salt, so do I, as sodium. And I never use iodized salt. What else? No coffee, no caffeine, no fungus, no dairy. He does not eat tomatoes. He hates them. He vilifies them because they are inflammatory. Guys, this, this might be where I would say the challenge is no coffee, no caffeine, like ever. Whew. I don't know about you guys. You let, let me know. Could you quit coffee or caffeine? No green tea? No nada? I, I don't know. I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> and I don't even drink coffee as much anymore, but I don't know that I want to quit it forever or permanently. So I will say maybe I should go back when I said this diet was pretty easy. Okay, maybe not as easy as I thought because there's a lot of stuff here that he cannot eat. And granted, we should all be avoiding most of this stuff. Really, this stuff is not that great for you, but this is a lot of stuff to avoid. And if you have five kids on a tight budget, I'm not sure how this is all going to work out. Breakfast cereal is a lifesaver, okay? I used to eat cereal at 12 o'clock in the morning when I was a kid because I was, like, starving, and I loved cereal at midnight. So I I don't know. You guys tell me, what do you think? This is Tom's diet. And and, and look, it works for him. The man's won seven Super Bowls. Vox was saying that they think that this diet is baseless, but is it baseless if you are thriving and excelling and winning? Mm. No matter how you feel about this diet, Nobody can say that Tom Brady is not killing the game right now. So let me know your thoughts. Would you do the TB12 diet? I don't know. Let me know. I think I would. I think I would try this diet. And I'll let you know if I ever do. All right. Guys, I can't believe it. But that about wraps it up for us. So look, don't forget to check out my blog on my website. It's ninadaniels.com. And my blog is The ND Blog to see pictures and read about more of these tips and tricks in how to organize your kitchen. Show me some love by subscribing, rating and reviewing Models Diet. See you next time. Cello, G-String Unit. We out. You gotta get back.